Welcome to GERT, conversations about architecture, entrepreneurship and life. We are proud to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land, to recognise their ongoing connection to country, land and waters that were never ceded, and to pay our respect to Elders, past and present. Your hosts are Monique Woodward, Director of Wawawa Architecture, Mother to Cleo, Recording on Wurundjeri Country in Melbourne, and Nick Brunson, Principal and Creative Director of Nick Brunson, Father to Bo and Minnie, who's in Perth recording on Wajuk Noongar Buja. Mon and Nick are celebrated industry thought leaders. Both have won the Australian Institute of Architects National Emerging Architect Prize and are Dulux Study Tour Prize winners. They bring candour and vulnerability to conversations about creativity and personal expansion. Please enjoy. Maybe we should just start with introducing how much we love Dave. I feel like that would be, uh, and why we love Dave. I feel like that um, would maybe set some context as to what it is that we're doing here. So um, one of my favourite Dave moments was during the uh, 2019 AIA National Conference and I was trying to write a speech um, you know, I wanted it to be profound. I wanted it to be, you know, yeah, this really beautiful introduction to what it was that we were doing about indigenizing the built environment, really putting that on the table, talking about the status quo, talking about all the things. And I sent my speech to Dave and then just got a call immediately and was like, okay, let's workshop this. And we did, like we spent hours and hours together and, um, Dave is obsessed with political speech writing and <laughs> you are, you're always like, oh, Obama said this, um, you know, in this, in his talk to so-and-so and, yeah. Um, yeah, this could really resonate. And anyway, you just really reframed the entire talk and, um, you know, one of the key things was uh, Stephen and I, Stephen Choi, the co-curator, wanted to put um, personal stories within um, within the talk because it, spoke to personal agency and yeah you put those at the start of our talk and I don't know it was just this really beautiful moment where you you know how to communicate and you know how architects should be um, telling their stories and that's why you're the master. Oh thanks. Yeah. Yeah. My gosh. Well and I guess I guess that's why we thought that Dave's the perfect person to kick this off in that um, you know what we wanted to try and do is draw out the value of you know what's why, why, why do we even bother? Why do we even want to throw another podcast on the pile? What can Mon and I bring to this? What's the point of architects, you know, chatting to each other and chatting to other people? And, you know, what sort of format and what sort of things are going to be interesting or important to actually discuss? And, um, you know, what, what do people want to hear? And I think another thing to do with Gert and why that name is so good is because for those that don't know, I'm in Melbourne Dave's in Melbourne, um, but Nick is in Perth. And so Wawawa has recently opened up a Perth office. And so we thought, you know, just get some some fireworks happening between, you know, east and west coast. Well, and I don't know if you know this, Mon, as well. We've just opened a Sydney office and we've actually got someone, we've now got a full-time employee in Melbourne as well. So um, there we go. We're, we're really, we're girding hard. We're, hard. Yeah, we're girding hard. That is a new... That's a new term. We're getting yeah. hard. <laughs> it sounds so good, guys. So it's you, Nick. You're saying like, why? Why do you kind of do something like this, um, or why do you need another podcast? I think that's always a good question. We don't actually have that many podcasts about architecture. There's only a couple of them, and there's 
there's a they're all really basically the same type of podcast they're like mine where you know somebody is just having conversations with architects that they like um about their work or some aspect of their business which is quite good but um there aren't that many conversations of architects having conversations with each other about broader topics. Um, well, we're, we're trying to work out whether do we even want to speak to other architects. Is it maybe better uh, that the, maybe is it better that we actually kind of extend outside of the industry and kind of open up dialogues between you know maybe you know collaborative or um, you know I guess other people that we think are interesting and try and find you know places where you know, interesting conversations can happen or sort of, you know, fertilisation of ideas or, you know, is it purely just a, um, a self-indulgent thing where, you know, we get to use this as a vehicle to reach out to people we really like and respect and talk to them for an hour? Um, is it also just like a friendship thing where just Mon and I get to check in and say hello and see each other's face, whatever, once a week? Um, yeah. And also we just thought that the reason of doing this as an episode one or even an episode zero was actually, you know, kind of under the covers you know, we don't know what we're doing. Like, you know, it's probably good that we kind of help work this out together and, um, you know, you see, you know, you start at the start and see where yeah. it goes. But I feel like, you know, the, the commonality that we have is um, I think that we all love entrepreneurship. Um, mm. But, yeah, I guess to be a bit self-indulgent for a second, Nick, now that we've spoken about how much we love Dave, maybe <laughs> we should talk about uh, where we met and our our connection and how we, you know, uh from now on, always going to be girding hard together. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, actually. You know, again, you always assume that everyone knows or, you know, there's a familiarity. And who knows, someone that might, doesn't know us might listen to this, which, you know, I don't think is very likely, but um, <laughs> we'll get to maybe at some point. Uh, so Mon and I met in 2015. Um, uh, we were both selected for the Dulux Study Tour and, um, <clears throat> and yeah, got to go around the world on Dulux's pocket oh, on there on their dime um, to Tokyo, London and Paris and just had the best bloody time. And I remember in my application writing that I thought that the biggest benefit of the Dulux Study Tour was not going to be the practices um, that we saw or, you know, the people we met over there. It was actually going to be the collegiality of the group of us, um, of the five of us, and then the sort of the power of that network and how that would carry on into our futures. And it's actually, it's exactly what's happened. Like, you know, the five of us, um, you know, we're, all, well, we're still trying to get up to um, Queensland for John's 40th. will happen at some point. But, um, yeah, that sort of, that that was the, the genesis of us, um, you know, or us meeting. We are both kind of in early stages of our practice. You know, Mon was painting big ideas of where she wanted Woiwa to go and it's gone there. Um, I've kind of had a few different iterations of how the things have come together. Another thing I guess we share is we both won the Emerging Arctic Award for the AIA, Australia, I think what, a couple of years apart, um, and just have always had a big uh, sense of purpose and drive, you know, bigger than ourselves and bigger than our practice to kind of do more than just, you know, than houses for rich people or, you know, um, just... Even training. though we love houses for rich people. We do love houses for rich people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, you know, I feel like it's the beautiful, yummy uh, houses for wealthy clients that really fund and allow um, architects to be philanthropic and to do pro bono work and do um, city shaping, climate imaginary projects that we all love doing. And um, I think that that uh, is one of the key interests uh, that Dave has <laughs> um, in allowing us to communicate those in a in a better way. So um, maybe I'll hand over to you, Dave. What are your thoughts? Yeah, now, now that now any, we've kind of yeah, yeah, now we've no, set, so. now we've set the groundwork. It's like okay, Dave, what do we do with all this? 
Uh, my mind has already gone into consulting mode and I'm sitting here at like with like ants in my pants wanting to get in and start asking you guys questions. Oh, is, 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 is the clock running? <laughs> yeah, like totally. I'm, I'm going, oh, I need to get these guys to narrow down the, um, the purpose of this podcast and, and help make sense yeah. of it. Um, so y- y- I get the feeling from both of you that it, it you know, that initial gut instinct of mine that it was going to be about architects. It may not be about architects, right? So you both seem to be interested in being broader about that, looking outside of architecture. And I think that's also a really powerful thing to do. Um, Is that correct? You both feel, yeah. 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 Okay. And also, we've also said, you know, happy to lay this on the table, like very selfishly, it's an opportunity for us to make connections with people, you know, outside of ourselves that we can grow our networks and know and learn and, you know, kind of pull people into our own orbits and learn from them that, you know, that we might not have gotten to speak to, you know, normally or through. It's, it's an easy way to make an approach to someone that you admire or an industry or an area that you want to learn more about. Definitely, which was probably going to be my second question, which is what are you looking to get from it? Um, Famous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Filthy rich, I think. Um, oh, no, okay. No, 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 that's not what we're doing, right? <laughs> yeah. No, no, that makes sense. So I, I like your last point there, Nick, as well, about how it's something that you can use to meet and build relationships with people that you might otherwise just, you know, be looking at like from the outside and have struggle to actually connect with them and do something with them, which is quite cool. Um, so is there going to be a particular, do, do either of you have ideas about what kind of people you would like to meet and like to speak to and have conversations with? I mean, I think that, uh, you know, like, you know, the conversations that Nick and I have are always around, um, I guess, looking outside of architecture for interesting ways um, and methods and strategies to make architecture a better um, environment for, you know, our teams and for our clients and for the world generally, I guess. Um, You know, I got really interested in the idea of a podcast or talking about things in a, in a sort of casual way. Um, I'm obsessed with a app called mind. Um, mm. It's do you mind on Instagram and it's these kind of really raw uh, recordings. They're sort of self-help recordings. I've done like this really crazy deep dive into, um, <laughs> into self-help Um during a pandemic, I feel like that seemed kind <laughs> the of right away, right time to do it. <laughs> Appropriate use of time. But Mon, um, you've all, you've always been very media forward as well. Like you know, I remember the if you were mine little YouTube YouTube series you put out. You know, you've always kind of you know been trying to work at the fringes. Well, not the fringes, but you know, like at those kind of edges of kind of not self promotion, but just you know, well, yes, self promotion, but you know, kind of ways of communicating. Yeah, like doing, yeah, like experimenting and just Mm. um, having fun with it. And so, yeah, with these sort of self-help gurus, they're just doing these like really kind of um, raw and real uh, um, explanations of, you know, a particular topic and um, sometimes they interview people, sometimes not. And I just thought that that would be a really fresh way to um, engage with architecture because a lot of architects... um, yeah, speak about things in this very, very serious way and that's just not my style. Um, and, I, you know, I feel like that's not really Nick's – I mean, it can be Nick's style actually. You can be very serious. Um, <laughs> I'm wearing black right now. We're all wearing yeah. black. Yeah, true. <laughs> but um, I don't know, just, just to be a bit more um, human. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, and, Nick, do you, have a, do you have a sense – is it similar for you's idea of – well – 
Manit mentioned that you were going to talk about architecture possibly with these people because that's the part for me that I get a little worried when we go outside of architecture. No, like- no. I, I, well, yeah, I, I, I think I can sense where you're going, but I think it's like um, it's, you know, the only way to really communicate the value of design is by communicating the value of design. And so the more conversations you can have outside of the profession of architecture, the better. And I think, you know, the thing we've always been frustrated with is the echo chamber of architects talking to architects about architecture. And so how do we kind of like do more than that? And, you know, in a way of setting ourselves in a position of empathetic listening, like, you know, listening to people who are experts in other fields that may be fields of interest to us, maybe fields of interest to our future listeners, um, and actually kind of having those conversations but being, you know, putting architects almost kind of quite stealthily at the centre of those conversations I think is a powerful thing to do. And but so, I think the listeners are architects though. I think to be Maybe, to be, maybe. To be real. <laughs> oh, that'll be it'll be probably 90, 95%, yes. Yeah. And I, and I want to honour that as well because, yes. you know, I think that that's something that that's that's something that's kept us pretty fresh is by looking outside and then drawing in yeah. new new things and actually disseminating new information, new strategies, things that are fresh. And I think that that's um, something that we're both really good at. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, I think your audience, it's good to have an idea of who your audience starts off with and you might be thinking, you know, people like yourself sort of sim- have that have similar interests to yourself and values, and then you'll as your as your audience and your show grows, you'll start reaching into unexpected places, which is fine. Um, but it's at least helpful to have an idea of what sort of things would the listeners be interested in hearing about from these people that they could apply in their world in some way. Um, so, you know, if you were if you were listening to the show yourself and you were going into one of these conversations and picking an expert. And you're a listener. What would you kind of want to get a a sense of from that conversation? Is it just that human side of that person? I mean, architecture at the center of it you mentioned, or stealthily at the center of it, or the value of design? Like, what does that kind of? I think it's almost like like doing it with no preconceptions. It's almost just trying to, you know, like have the conversation with someone who's kind of, you know, at market leading or you know, at the kind of edge of thought. And yeah, then you know, it's really up to our listeners to do whatever they want with it from that point. I don't think we want to shape it in any way. Like that's actually very true. I think I think the point is that. You know, like everything, we're all like we're all not like, um, like we're not a monoculture. Like you know, every architect I know has specific interests that is outside of architecture, and that then shapes the way they do their practice, and it also you know shapes them them as people and who they are and how they operate in the world. And you know, in in uh, say our episodes list, you'll look through and you'll go like, oh, you know, like crypto. I'm quite interested in that. Let's listen to that. In that's listen to that interview. Or you know, environmental. Let's money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Or you know, environmentalist or you know some kind of social platform, whatever it might be. And so you kind of use that as the hook to get people in and then there's this, this thing. So there might be specific areas of interest that then kind of come together and create that kind of that hybridisation or that, that sort of that mix of, you know, it's a design lens with this as a sort of the other big, um, you know, bucket that's sitting next to that. And then, you know, whatever people pull from that, they pull from that. And um, I don't think we'd want to sort of tailor it any, any way other than maybe asking some leading questions about, you know, what are you doing, what are you finding, what's interesting, all those kind mm. of things. In what, in what ways are you girting? Are you girting hard? Yeah, <laughs> I, exactly. I agree. I agree with that, Nick. I always <laughs> find that um, the most guaranteed way for me to absolutely bomb one of my podcasts, like just do a terrible job, is to actually prepare for it yeah. and write down a big list of bullet points of things that I want to talk to that person about or think 
that they you know do an interesting job of because you um, lose the natural flow because you lose up. the natural flow yeah. and i found the best way to do it is to basically go in unprepared and then just wait until you hear something interesting <laughs> yep. and they'll say something interesting uh and then you just want to keep on pulling on it until you run out of interestingness and then just hope that they say something else interesting along the way for you to change right. the conversation yeah but yeah so i think that's 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 good advice i think i think mon and i are pretty like that anyway yeah. um i think we're pretty good at the kind of what did someone and i the think free, the, i think we're pretty good i had a friend described as the free form bollocks like you know just being able to stand up and just kind of go you know and find the little bits that you need to like kind of dig into and expand from and you know contract expand contract expand find the nugget pull that out i think um that's what we'll do probably well i think we'll do well enough. And I think there's there's no shortages there's no shortage of topics as well. I mean, or interesting um, people. Yeah, this morning I did a Australian Institute of Architects um, small practice forum lecture on B Corp, and it just sort of seemed like the hour. It just you know you could you could do a whole series just on how architects could engage with B Corp and the yeah. individual um, elements within that. You know, around you know paternity leave, maternity leave, parental leave. Um, recycling your <laughs> soft plastics like um you know it just sort of seems like architecture is now sort of seeing or practices are seeing themselves as all the things and encompassing mm. all the um you know pay equity diversity cultural diversity you know even um it was actually interesting to go through all of the uh topics that b corp actually covers because i think that architects you know intuitively have these policies and handbooks and um yeah like maybe maybe dave is maybe for you to jump in here like i'm just getting this idea in my head of like almost like seasons as in like you know like season one of this might be about this is a theme like it might be about practice or work-life balance or whatever or this season might be about this but that's maybe almost too structured maybe it's even just kind of you know you almost looking backwards, you could sort of start grouping guests or episodes together and say, this is kind of about this thing and this is kind of about this thing. But it might can, be better. Can we do an episode? Do you remember, Nick, how I called you up and said that my ear hurt? And then you you were like, oh, that means something. Do you want me to be the Louise Hay help desk? Exactly. Yeah, 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 you're cool. like, well, that means that you're terrified of something Step, or other yeah, stepping forward success or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm like oh damn like there's a, there's a whole podcast right there uh, well, maybe, guide to um dave we'll talk, we'd also been talking about whether we should do like a kind of you know like a, a, a not a phone in but like a write in you know questions parts of it you know maybe there's like just an interview structure like and then maybe there's a sort of addendum on that which is you know here's three questions we've gotten through the week that we answer or something what do you yeah. reckon I think it all, depends. It, all, it all depends on guest selection, I think, uh, or, or a very of an extremely tightly defined theme uh, for the oh, show. No, for the questions, I mean, more questions to like Mon and I about anything generally. Yeah, okay. Uh, rather, than, the, rather than questions to the guests. So oh, like there's okay, kind cool. of like, there's like the, the quarantine guest interview that's just Mon yeah. and I. And then yeah. maybe like something at the end that's like in his three questions. Okay, so the guest doesn't help you answer the questions. Oh, yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. That's a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> that could be fun. Um, yeah. I like podcasts that do that. It's always interesting. And then, you, you know, uh, it can it can be helpful to have a uh, problem with doing questions is that, you know, people, people will ask their questions and then you ask again, you do your episode, then a week later you go, okay, send me more questions. And they're like, well, we already sent them to you last week. Like the, the people kind of tend to run out of questions quite, quite, quite quickly and then they sort of stop sending them. So 
you, the the benefit of doing it with the guest is you can always there's always something new each week. Do you have a question for this person? Do you have a question for that person? Which can be a helpful <coughs> thing in terms of generating them. Um, but that idea of having a theme for like a season, I actually think is one really good way of doing it. Um, it's just something that's going to be that concept that keeps it all organized and helps it make sense to people and gives them that sense of a reason to kind of tune in and listen. And I think you just need that. It's very tempting to leave it super open, but super openness just does not draw people in. I find, um, unless, the name of the guest is so appealing that they're drawn in the moment they see that guest name. Then as a, as a host, you're going to be forced to be constantly seeking guests that have the most influence and, and fame possible, which really good point. may not be what you want to do. You might go, look, nobody knows who this person is, but I think they're really interesting or they're doing really good work. That's going to be a uh, you're going to start to feel less tempted to have that kind of guest on. Um, yeah, but- and where, where it's actually the thematic thing carries the weight rather than the name yeah, of the exactly. guest. That's, exactly. Yeah, that's <clears throat> so you say like we have a really uh, we have a really powerful theme. Don't worry about who the guest is. That we're gonna we're gonna find people that are gonna fit and expand on this theme. Um, and you listen along if you're interested in this theme. So can be can be kind of you want something like that to define it a little bit i think yeah i mean i think it's more like at the conversations that we normally have nick are so kind of um you know they're about parenthood and about you know money and they're about um just all the all the things um i think it'll be interesting to kind of really maybe do a game plan of what the themes might be and um, you know, cause I want it to be real. I mean, you know, I always think, um, when we started Bololo, I always thought like, I want to start the practice I wish I'd worked at. Um, you know, so it is that thing that, you know, let's create the podcast that I'd wished I'd listened to. <laughs> and, um, um, you know, I think like, and then you could sort of go, okay, well, what do I wish that I'd learnt, uh, when I was pregnant with a, you know, pregnant and a director or pregnant and working or, when I was a student, what do I wish I'd heard or what, I don't know, I guess it's more like, um, you know, we always run everything through the lens of trying to be um, entertaining, inspiring or educational. And so I think this podcast should should comply to that. Um, should be, yeah, all, all those three things, right? That's exactly the three things to hit. <clears throat> yeah. A few laughs, a <laughs> bit of, <laughs> bit of uh, yeah, as it was cut out of the recording, but um, Dave gave some really useful microphone advice. <laughs> uh, that's the only educational thing. Pretty yeah. educational. Yeah. Um, Monique, you touched on that kind of being a parent or being at that stage and that's sort of your story and you both have that in common. And I'm not sure if you would you guys would go for this idea, but I think like as in terms of like marketability of the show, I think if you chose a niche like, um, parents of young children running creative businesses and being entrepreneurs, although that sounds a little bit corny and sort of maybe cliche in a way, like that's an example for me of something where you're choosing like some sort of narrowness to focus in on. It doesn't, it doesn't put really any limitations on you, but from an audience standpoint, like they get the show in like they read six words and they understand if it's for them or not. And if it is for them, they probably really buy into it because there's there's all these sort of loaded 
problems and worries and goals and difficulties that come with that stuff um, and they already kind of get a sense of it. Um, so I don't know. It could yeah, be I'm that, down or, with that. I'm or it de- could I'm, be something else. I don't know what you feel, Nick, but I just feel like there's... Um, oh, I, I'm, yeah, totally, there I'm totally into it. I think the setting some thematic buckets and going these are the, you know, let's pick four and maybe it's four guests per bucket. So we've got 16 episodes that we kind of have to just plan out to begin with. I reckon that's but it. That, that's, that's sort of like, I guess, you know, um, what do entrepreneurs call it? Like the um, ultimate client avatar or something? The, um, I don't know. I've never heard that. that expression? The Ideal um, client persona? Yeah. Any, any yeah. of those words, I guess. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that it would be sort of a parent um, or someone looking to have kids. And, yeah. you know, I feel like my, my understanding of role models that had kids were, yeah, the reality of that and what I thought was the case before I had kids is so completely different. And, mm. um, you know, I feel like I would have loved some information <laughs> about, <laughs> you know, that it's okay to take some maternity leave. You mean there's like there's information everywhere. You obviously just weren't looking for it. I didn't. I didn't. I, know. I, think, that, I think that just solved it. I think I've got your idea, right? So, okay, go on, give it. <laughs> so this first episode where is 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 a bloody crazy podcast idea concept where let's Let's call the guy we know who knows about podcasts and spend the first episode chatting to him about our podcast and getting yeah. himself on that. Yeah. Um, I feel like that could almost be like the theme of your show, <laughs> which is I'm really let's struggling with this guy. other thing. Let's call let's call let's a call guy, the let's guy. call a person. Let's call the person who knows about this and get them to help us who's literally struggling with this problem as we speak like it's a very um it's a very like vulnerable hashtag vulnerable like approach to making a show but i think it's kind of it's kind of possibly an interesting approach maybe sleep on it but um <coughs> it, you think the first episode's this way it turns out the whole show should be this way maybe i love that it's like That's i don't really know how to do a lot of things i don't know how <laughs> yeah. to cook let's get like a chef <laughs> and be like, okay, what are your five tips? <laughs> <laughs> you've got you've got to keep some boundary around it, but maybe something like that. I feel like that would uniquely suit you too as well, because you are kind of people that do um, very you feel feel very comfortable saying I'm not great at this thing, and I know that there's people that are really smart at it, and you love kind of going out and getting help from other people, so it could be kind of good. And I think that you know, you would be dealing maybe with some of the same issues that your audience has. And it's, in effect, you're doing the same thing in terms of you're just talking to other people that you think are interesting, but it just maybe has a slightly different lens to it um, in terms of how you personally relate to it as hosts because you're always trying to think about what's my role in that conversation. Am I the, am I like Parkinson and I'm interviewing them or am I literally going please help me <laughs> so we're basically we're basically setting up a group therapy session for mon and i every week is that it yeah exactly which yeah, is I love this. which yeah. sounds kind of and kind inviting of everybody nice. into it as well yeah. which is also yeah, very yeah. cool yeah i love this so much because yeah we can be like okay i don't know how to do master plans let's <laughs> yeah, yeah let's get the best master plan guys teach me how teach me sensei yeah, like, yeah. well i'm just i'm just going through at the moment working out collaboration models between firms for doing projects together and i'm trying to speak to everybody and getting you know all the info but i don't know if anyone I love this. about that maybe it needs to be called help <laughs> like just, just all the help. I mean, I think it's also perfect given that Nick's. No, no. Well, um, Gert, Gert is also great because you know they're saying it takes a village to raise a child. Like if we're the children, like Gert is like the bigness of the Australian village that we need to pull in to help raise us. 
Yes. I feel like that feels very appropriate. And yeah. because your talk, your national uh, emerging act tech talk was called vulnerability, right? Pride and vulnerability, yeah. Pride and vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I obviously wove like, that we in. We have no pride and we're extremely vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when before I was all pride and no vulnerability, it's gone completely the other way. Yeah. Yeah, no but, shame. So something like that could possibly kind of work a little bit, but... Yeah, it'd be interesting. Do you think that there's going to be any anything else that kind of accompanies? Oh, I mean, the, the question that always comes to mind in any conversation around starting something like this is, okay, on the one hand, this is how we make it. That's kind of straightforward enough. But then how do we actually get it out there? You know, that's the question I kind of get all the time. Um, you guys have pretty big audiences through your through your practices. I literally, I literally don't care about that. I think that's whatever. <clears throat> it's like for us, you know, it'll whatever, like, It'll, if it happens, it'll be a long tail. Like we're not trying to create a huge explosion yep. of, you know, this isn't a brand that we need to be big. This isn't a thing that has to exist in its own right. This is like, this is a little sort of petty. Um, hey, Nick, yeah. you sent me a song when you said we should do this. You sent me a song that was called Money, Money, Money or something. No, no, I sent you, I sent you the, um, no, I sent you the hip hop manifestations. Which oh, yeah, is the like, manifestations. Yeah, which is so good. It's, it's like, yeah, it's like. Daily manifestations, but set to hip hop tunes, and it's like you know, yeah, you know, exactly. being grateful and uh, yeah, whatever, all that stuff. It's not like I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. There was that, that was it. it. Was I'm rich, but there was yeah. five other ones. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think you know, the lesson in there is, as you mentioned before, I did these YouTube <clears throat> pure mind videos. The idea was that. Um, yeah, architects always do amazing renovations on their own house. Um, Nick's house, if it ever gets built, is incredible. I'm doing it's starting, it. It's starting. Oh, it's happening in the next go. month. Yeah, we've got. Oh, damn. Uh, oh, there's another. Uh, we're planning's been fucking us. That's a, but, um, that's a it's, whole It's, it's getting there. We're getting there. And so, um, I mean, yeah, we're doing a renovation as well. So maybe it could be about the. Anyway, whatever. And. Um, but usually they're good. And so the idea was that, uh, you know, Robin Boyd had all of these different um, diagrams of the typologies of houses. So I picked them all out, California bungalow, triple fronted brick veneer, et cetera, did these videos. And then they just sat there on YouTube living their worst life. Um, no one saw them and they didn't get anywhere. And so Dave was like, hey, um, so I love your videos. Like, do you need some help? getting those out and then I was like super skeptical and I think in the end you were like please I'll just I'll do it for free like please can I prove to you that like they're living their worst life and so uh after begging me to uh allow you to do it they instantly just went everywhere and you know got into people's um ears and got into their faces and um they just went off and so I feel as though this podcast could we could do your this is a job interview Dave and I feel as though um, <laughs> you're hired <laughs> so, we, we could have stopped it before we even started <laughs> yeah, yeah so I think uh, you can you can help get it around because I think that really is the missing piece that architects don't need to be good at everything they just need to know who is good at but that's what I think is also the interesting or important thing about reaching out beyond ourselves and beyond the profession is that then, you know, it's like kind of the adjacencies of other groups and networks is, you know, that the person that we bring in is, you know, whatever allied discipline or whatever they're coming from is going to have so many other people that, you know, are people that we would never, our Venn diagram or our circles would probably almost never cross that that then opens it up to. And if you're doing that consistently with other people's and other, other groups, then you know, it's going to sort of auto, almost automatically grow these other, um, 
I guess, listenerships that, you know, if it was purely like a, you know, an architecture face focused one or purely like, you know, a mindfulness focused one or purely like whatever else, it's kind of the same audience over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, going outside of architecture into those other groups and those other niches and disciplines, the more you select, again, this comes down to the guests being kind of well-known within their niche, but you're probably going to be picking people that are, you know, may not be well-known to architects, but they will be well-known within whatever their discipline is or, or, or what they do, um, most likely. Um, and that probably will be one of the first times that the two of you will have been seen by anybody in that group um, or in that industry or, or, or whatever. Um, so it is a really good way to get get out there is through your guests. It's actually quite hard to promote a podcast. Um, there's not that much you could do. Like when we when we did those videos, Mon, that was using Instagram ads and stuff like that, which is good and that works really, really well with video. But, you know, putting a podcast out there, getting people to listen to a podcast, that's actually quite, quite a tra- challenging thing to do. Um, so you really do need to rely on your guests a lot of the time to do some of the promoting for you, uh, which can be, you know, so again, that makes that guest selection pretty, pretty critical in terms of thinking about that. If you're, if you're being strategic and trying to grow your audience, you're thinking about the people that you think are likely to share it and that have a pretty decent sized audience themselves. Luckily, a lot of people outside of architecture have massive audiences. Architecture, we have relatively small online audiences. So if you're going with, you know, self-help gurus, I mean, you won't have any issues getting quite a lot of people listening to the show. Um, so it could be quite good. But I guess that's the thing. Is it a podcast or is it actually, you know, uh, Instagram live or is it some other Yeah, that's a good point. Dave, talk to us about this. Mon, Mon wants to do real kind of like, uh, I don't know, lo-fi, holding the camera up to your face from your phone, you know, just like live chat sort of thing. And then, you know, do you record the screen and then like upload that and so you just have like this kind of this video videos or, you know, and then you can pull the audio off it or, you know, what, what other formats could be done? Yeah, it's a tough call. It's a really tough call. Um, so other formats that you could do, you could do it on like IGTV, you could do it on Instagram Live, YouTube Live, pop your videos up on YouTube. So there's always a video element to that. So you need to be recording your conversations visually as well which I've stopped doing that on my show because once you actually start, edit, it, it really interferes with the editing process. So if you yeah. want to do any editing, now you have to take this whole video thing into, cons- like into consideration as well and it makes things a little bit more difficult for you, which is annoying. But it does make the video a lot more shareable. So you probably do want to consider video in the future. Um, as far as, I mean, yeah, it's... It's still, I think, a good idea to do it on a podcast thing because that's, look, that's how people largely yeah. listen to their yeah. podcasts. The longer the conversation gets, the more inconvenient it becomes to watch it on a video platform. And I think it's you're going to hold on to people for a few minutes on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Your average view length, like watch length will be, you know, single digit minutes. You're not going to keep people enthralled for an hour and a quarter, you know, an hour and a half or however long your conversation is on anything other than Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts. So I think at the end of the day, like, does your show lend itself to, and this is a major, major structural question about your show, is it going to be long, sprawling kind of Joe Rogan conversations or is it going to be really tight 15-minute NPR, This American Life, highly edited 
with like background music and like what's like what kind of show is it? Is it good question? You know, maybe Mon, maybe we both have to say what we think it is on three. <laughs> you go, you go first. You go. First. Uh, I don't know. I think it's. I'm not sure. I think it's in the middle. I think it's probably going to be around 45 minutes, 60 minutes. Yeah, that's my guess. That's pretty. Yeah. So that's pretty long. But I I think the point you made on the video is really good. I've never sat down and watched longer than, say, 30 to 45 minutes on a video. You just get too distracted. You just want to walk it up and walk around. And, you know, the audio audio as a medium is just so much easier and better to do, you know, in the car or on walks or at the gym or whatever. So, yeah, I I think it's – I think if there is – I think if there is any video, it's probably to help with promotion. I don't know if we care about promotion, but, you know, that that may be little snippets that we can share on Instagram. But, again, do we ever want to do that? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's it's definitely it's audio, um, and then what we do in terms of the length is Mon. What do you reckon? Yeah, I mean maybe um, yeah the length. I mean um, could be halfer. <laughs> kind of feels like um, a good good time if we, if we are editing out things and um, yeah maybe it's more that we actually record some kind of um, uh, you know some kind of additional. Um, promo uh, snippet on our on our phones or something that links to you know the the podcast link or something. So it's actually that we both would take the ten seconds, um, the additional ten seconds to create some kind of additional thing, and maybe there's like a special Gert background that we could do, or maybe it's more just like yeah, real. Um, so I sent Nick a. <laughs> So I sent Nick a video of me with Cleo and she was jumping oh, all over nice. me. I'm like, day in the life, motherfucker. <laughs> like, this is what the podcast's going to be. And uh, anyway, so maybe it's more that we both do that as a kind of like, hey, you know, we've got this guest and shout out, don't miss. Like, yeah. But that we don't, but it's not like, it's not highly produced. It's not like highly no, staged. It's, it's literally like making dinner with kids crawling all over you or, you know, in the car on the way back from the office or whatever. Yeah, you and your Tessie. You could <laughs> Shut like. <up>. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't record from the screen, unfortunately. Um, yeah, so you could, I mean, maybe it's more that's the <clears> promo <throat> of the podcast and then the podcast just can be what it wants to be, which is just a conversation. I think that would probably work pretty well. Um, I've experimented with doing like little excerpts from the podcast because that's just the kind of, you know, that's the default move and they just, they don't do that well and it doesn't really achieve much. Um, And taking like little bits of conversations out of context um, is, it's, it's annoying thing to make. It's really a painstaking process to go in and find those. I personally find that after a conversation, I never want to think about it again. I've already done yeah. it once. I don't want to go back and think about yeah, what I said I or what that person said. I think it's we record it, we hit stop recording, it sends off to your mate in London yeah. and then Perfect. next yeah, time we exactly. see it, is it's uploaded on Spotify and Apple. Yeah. Because, exactly. I don't know, Mon, we've, we've got enough going on. I don't think we need to. Yeah, you want it to be low maintenance. You, know, you definitely yeah. want it to be low maintenance. Um, but you will need to probably record, this could just be kind of, you know, conventional approach, but you usually want to, after you finish the interview, record like your brief introduction that goes at the beginning, um, which talks about kind of who the guest is and what you did. I mean, you, you can do that in the conversation with them if you're prepared to do it and that's the way you'd like to go. Um, but you could kill two birds with one stone and record your little intro video while you're recording that 
intro as well and that could be like this is this is the thing oh, yeah. like this That's is what the show is about <clears throat> and, and what we spoke about so you do it after you have the conversation while it's still fresh on your mind and yep. you can kind of talk up you know the value of listening to it from there it just gives you something to post right because otherwise what are you going to post um a graphic you know it's not really going to sell people that hey, we've much, got a banging so. logo oh yeah but your logo <laughs> is pretty good so no it doesn't yeah. make a difference it needs <laughs> If you want to persuade people to listen to your show, you need to record a video of your face talking to them, I think. Um, Unless you can really specifically pinpoint the most interesting things that were discussed and frame it in a way that it's like super practical and basic like, no, again, that's just too much. It's it's a lot of work. Uh, that's too much after effort. Like that's if this was know, the one thing we did and we didn't have practices and families Nick, and the market, mate, doesn't care what you would prefer to do. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I don't. But down. I don't care. Like we're not doing this to like create a big thing. This isn't you know. Like this is just us having fun, and if people get value from it, they get value from it. We're that's just trying true. to work out. We're just trying to work out the best way to do this. You know. Yeah. This but isn't. This about... isn't. This isn't like a lead generation tool for our practice. No, no, like, I your, like your pro, like your podcast is. This is something that's kind of a bit of a personal interest. It's a it's a friendship based thing, and it's also just like an us kind of trying to meet and talk to interesting people. So you know, it's not it doesn't have kind of you know these these overarching business fundamental things that need to be ticked. No, yeah, I get what you're saying, and you know, I have a similar thing. Like with my podcast, I I briefly mention you know like what I do, but I don't. I don't necessarily use that as a. I mean, it improves. Dave, my- it's so obviously a lead generation tool. Your podcast, like, <laughs> even though you don't explicitly say it, like, it is so obvious. So you know, like, don't. Okay, okay, know. don't beat around the bush. But <clears throat> yeah. from, but I think I think that will be what your show will be like too, in a way. Like, it'll obviously be helping you. Um, but whether or not you need it is like you know whatever that doesn't really matter. But. Um, in terms of what what you find rewarding from it, like I personally, I don't get people going like, oh, I listened to your podcast and I looked you up and decided to contact you. Like that doesn't really happen that much. Um, but what I find rewarding about the podcast is the fact that I know that people are listening to it. So I, I enjoy seeing those numbers grow around the downloads and the subscribers and stuff like that. And I enjoy occasionally getting like good feedback from people. And I enjoy it when my guests message me afterwards and say that they received really nice emails from people. Um, mm. I like it when the people that contact me say that it really helped them in some way, something that we discussed. Like that's the sort of thing that keeps you going doing it. It's not going to be the business stuff. Um, it's it's, it's going to be that positive feedback. And for that to happen, you, you, do, you do initially need to get people listening to it. And at the beginning, that's not going to do itself probably. Like so, I get what you're saying, and and I think you need. Do you to find do you find of, that people go backwards through your your catalog? Yeah, hundred percent. So, okay. so 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 even yeah. so even if there's low listenership to begin with, people this will like true. go back and yep. find yep. areas of interest. Yeah, exactly. And and so it doesn't need to come out of the gate like you know blasting. No, no. So <clears> so the reason that my monthly listens grow every month in total is because people go back and listen to the old stuff, and the more older episodes there are the more monthly downloads you get, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, people definitely do go back. You want to encourage people to subscribe so they get future episodes, but they will go back and listen to the older ones as well. So, yeah, you don't need to come straight out the gate like promoting the hell out of it, but not at all. But um, 
in terms of introducing it to people, people have a lot of options, a lot of choices in what they listen to. They want to make sure that they're trading their time for something worthwhile, right? So it's just about making it easier for them to understand, you know, what am I going to get out of this as a listener? Even if it's not going to be something super specific or measurable, like, you know, I, when, I, when I do the notes around my show, I say like, you're like, we spoke to this person about why they do this or how they do this or the ven- benefit of doing that. Like it's very broken down like that, but yours doesn't have to have that kind of stuff, but it could say, um, you know, you could be selling like the experience of listening to it. So it's more about you just saying like, oh, it's just su- such a fun conversation and like, you know, laughter and joy and stress and emotions and all that sort of stuff that people love. Yeah, um, and that we might cried, be we laughed. Yeah, we cried, we laughed, you know, <laughs> we, we, all that stuff. Um, some people, sometimes that's what people are looking for, right? So you just have to think about, you know, what, what, it, what is the kind of the audience getting out of it in exchange for their time? Because particularly as the show gets longer, that's the pitch. It's like, you're going to listen to this thing hopefully for 45 minutes. It's a lot of time. You know, I'm listening on 1.5 speed, to be honest. Like, we, um, I've, you know, I've got stuff to do. But um, <laughs> but that's it, right? So it can be hard to define that and, and, you're, and sometimes you don't want to. But I just think it makes such a big difference when you can actually define, you know, if you download and listen to this show, this is the sort of thing that you're going to get from it. And that doesn't make extra work for you. That just means going like, a little bit of an idea about how you sort of sell it to somebody briefly. I mean, maybe we actually upload it at a higher speed. So we kind of go, look, we understand. Oh, I did that initially. Yeah. <laughs> I actually started doing that. Um, uh, somebody told me that you can turn it up to 1.2 before people notice. <laughs> like, so uh, it's, 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 it's kind of a little bit of a strategy, but. So yeah. then when people meet us in real life, they're going to go, you guys speak really slowly. So that's, yeah. So that's, <laughs> so that they meet you in real life and they like think you've been drinking or something. Yeah, so it's yeah. like definitely not like something that I would uh, stick to. And any like audio person will just immediately like, you know, send you a hateful email because they'll know straight away. So you definitely don't want that, but. Um, yeah, leave, yeah. Leave, 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 leave anyone choose one thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think that the, like as long as we can create, Nick, a really smooth process for both of us, I think it'll be okay, you know, like yeah. that the promo video needs to be done <clears> by <throat> this, you know, certain amount of days afterwards. We'll have this in the background. We'll do this. I feel, I feel like it's two processes most, which is the, the recording like we're doing right now and then the promo video and then like everything else takes care of itself. Yep. Yeah, because, I agree. Yeah, yeah. That's all you need to do. Yeah, and um, then maybe even your mate in London, Dave, you know, yep. you can look at the promo videos and take out text for the summary and give us that text to kind of like help put to the show notes or whatever. Yes, yep. So you can you can get that done for sure. So I, because um, I, I, I could just see myself, if I have to go in and then sit down and write, you know, like what it was about, it's just like... I don't know. Is it? Yeah. Happen? Yeah. No. Getting um getting show notes made is is really pretty easy. It's just about finding the right person to do it right. So okay. you know, there's a lot of people offering that on Fiverr. I've done that before, and I found it really good. But I ended up I ended up going with somebody who was like so expensive. I don't know why I did, but I spent like a hundred dollars just to get my like show notes made. But you know, sometimes that can be a good trade if they if they're done well, right? Um, yeah. Later on, that's going to feel you know worthwhile. Um, so I think getting somebody to do those show notes of your summary, as long as your summary, because I mean, that's where you can just go, uh, you, you can talk to each other and kind of like decompress after the show. And that can be kind of your intro <coughs> or your outro or both. Right. So you could record an intro really easily. Like this is the person we brought them on because we want to talk to them about this. And this is when we first came across them and all that sort of stuff. 
and let's get into the show. Then the Maybe outro, you can that's a really nice idea of doing that as a video of like a call of the both of us speaking to each other that's like recorded yeah, of the screen exactly. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> exactly. So it's like you, it always has that aspect of like people are getting to hear kind of a little bit of the planning that goes on um, around the show. You, you're sort of establishing that in this first episode. I think if you're comfortable doing it, it can be a nice kind of consistent thing as long as you, you were going to say something it. about you're going to say something about the outro as well well the outro it's the same like you know you get to the end of the conversation you cut off and you go all right see you mate goodbye thank you and then it's the two of you you know you've kicked them out of the zoom call then you're like wow wow wasn't that a crazy conversation like what what stood out to you like it's that kind of then you two have that chat mm. then maybe you do your kind of your questions or or, or whatever um from there so you know, yeah, that- I kind of like that idea. I feel like that would feel good to be like, okay, phew, Dave's gone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now we can, you know what? I, I, I even listen to I listen to a couple of podcasts that have recently started getting so um, so like no filter with that stuff that they even talk about like how well they think the episode went. <laughs> well, like, yeah, this well, is like, a six like, out of ten for yeah, sure. Exactly. Or like they, they've got like a producer sitting off to the side who doesn't talk at all, but they'll be like, what it, like, do you think that was a good one? They'll be like, mm, there were some interesting bits, but like you guys seemed like low energy today. Like, I don't know, that sounds super weird, but this is like a this is like a 2021 trend in mm. in podcasting for sure, that it's like this yeah. kind of new being fully open with the process and go, going away from that kind of uh super produced clean sort of podcasting that um you know tends to be there but you're looking to do it in an easier way and i think the good thing about uh doing it that way for you guys is that it doesn't take you to have to think about and like mentally process other responsibilities like you just basically beginning to end kind of have your conversation at some point a guest comes in and you can kind of do it all in one sitting um one sitting just as a conversation between the two of you yeah, I love that. I love that. Cool. And then we can be, yeah, like Nick, next week you got to bring it. Like, <laughs> yeah. That was some low energy Three, shit right there. Like. 360 performance reviews. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We're like, just, you know, dial it up, my friend. And um, yeah. no, that's fun. That's fun. I reckon that's cool. how we'll do it. Yeah, okay. I like that. Cool. Well. Um, you're going you're gonna to have to teach us how to end these things as well, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I just rudely go, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Like, I just, I just completely <laughs> like. There's so no, much. like, when I'm, I don't know, when I'm doing my show, like, I am watching the clock, and I, whenever I get to like that hard out time that I know that, like, I've booked the client and uh, not the client, the the guest until, and I know that they have to, they're expecting to leave at that point in time. It's like one minute prior to that, and I just go, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Like, it's just that, and I'm just, I'm interrogating them until like thirty seconds before they have to leave. And it just ends at that point. It's not a very natural way to like wrap up a conversation, but I don't know. I feel like it's uh, it's just what you end up doing. It's always every time I've spoken to you, it's always from the the guest side. It always feels really poignant. Like you've kind of you've said something that you've gone, "Wow, that's really great." Let's end on that, and you go, "Wow, I must have said something really great there." And it's like, no, I've actually just been watching the clock. <laughs> no, it's like it's, yeah, it's like you yeah, know, two fifty nine p.m. Yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, okay, that's like the end of You're it. Like, that was the yeah. most interesting thing you ever said. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I feel like after a certain amount of time, guests like they start to get a bit exhausted, and then they start to like uh, their their answers get. A a little bit more um something more interesting about them i think at the last bit like yeah. i always find the first kind of 20 minutes of the show kind of really kind of quite awkward um and guests like don't really settle in or get comfortable it's kind of at the very end that they start like 
getting maybe a little bit like more philosophical um, in general. And then sometimes Mm. they do say that kind of poignant thing at the end and you just kind of like end it on that. Um, but so should we yeah. cut out the first twenty minutes of all of our shows? And then yeah, just- it's a thought that's kind of crossed my <laughs> mind. Honestly, um, a lot of people that do interviews will actually do a pre-interview, um, yeah. and usually when I've been interviewed by anyone who's like even remotely professional, that's what they do, um, and that's really helpful in terms of building like a little bit of chemistry with the person and getting a little bit of a feel for what you can ask them about, just testing out some different things on them. That's so, so interesting because I remember um, I've done a few pre-interviews before and I always felt like the stuff or the content that I said in the pre-interview was way better than I said in the actual podcast and um, I always was like sort of mad about that. Yeah, but I think what you said in the podcast would have been a lot better than had you have just done the podcast without that pre-interview. Or, just how, or how you said it in the podcast might have felt a lot more casual and kind of, you know, I guess yeah. collegial. Um, but also I've heard great ones where, you know, interviewers have said, oh, you know, we spoke about before we started recording, you know, this little yeah, thing maybe that. you want to come back and <laughs> you want to be part of those conversations? No, I hate well, that because yeah. you're like, st- come on. You, you, like- pic- you picture them having like a little cup of tea, you know, somewhere, yeah. you know, having a jolly time without you. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, I get no. like some serious FOMO from that <clears throat> yeah. shit. Like, yeah. oh, thanks, guys. Uh, I've got one kind of like change your topic to sort of, I guess, like, finish things up on a little bit um when when you guys were messaging me about this show you mentioned this idea or this theme of like starting things um and like that that's either like a bit of a barrier or something that i don't know like you had this kind of thought process on how somehow this episode or topic would relate to this idea of starting things like what was that kind of where was that coming from well, I think it's also important to say that we very deliberately made sure that we didn't have any conversations before this and that this was actually the conversation that we had, you know, saying, like, let's not actually think about anything until we press record. And so I think I think we've done that. On top, in terms of the other thing, I don't know, Mon, you had more to say about that than I did, I think. Oh, I mean, I think it was just around, um, you know, I guess I think a lot about, uh, you know, especially being in lockdown six, um, that actually small actions um, can lead to big things and that it is around, um, you know, starting the renovation or starting your house, you know, are these huge, you know, monster tasks. But, you know, on a daily, um, you know, on a, on a daily basis, how do you sort of start difficult things and that seem that seem difficult like a podcast or like a, you know, starting to write something or, you know, how do you start an architecture practice or, you know, how do you start things in general? And I think it's just around putting one tiny foot in front of the other and that actually you look back and suddenly there's five years worth of podcast episodes um, under your belt and you've got like a billion subscribers uh, or whatever, you know. So I think um, that's, I mean, that's what I talk about all the time. Like how do you start? You just start by starting. And um, how do you end? You end by ending. I guess that's, Good. Well done. that's a wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> that's a up like I, I think like a couple of observations that have kind of come up for me um, with the show is about how the way that you approach it should relate to who you are as people and, and your own sort of natural strengths and competitive advantages. And I know it's a very like businessy way to look at it, but um, you're both very good at starting things. I think you're like 99 percentile starters um compared to the average joe um you're also good at 
um, vulnerable conversations and talking about your own flaws and what you don't know. Um, and there's, you know, uh, and also kind of like being at the forefront of, uh, of your profession and experimental and innovative and open-minded and testing new things and all that sort of stuff. So, um, since I feel like that's sort of in your DNA, um, I would try to make whatever you do with the show sort of be a reflection of that and accentuate that or rely on that as much as possible so that you don't end up sort of having a, a show or whatever like everyone else because you're using your own sort of unique talents and strengths, right? Um, does that sort of make sense like in, in terms of kind of... That's amazing. It's like, amazing. We're not, we're not so cutting good. that out. Like, that's, <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's the best thing. Yeah. <laughs> There's you the, just proved the point. Yeah, we're cutting yeah. The, the first 20 minutes of the episode. There you go. Yeah, you just got all kind of waxing lyrical and philosophical. You just There we go. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> you guys wore me down and now well, I'm just I can, like, I can, you see know, the, like, I can see the clock sticking at 57 <laughs> minutes, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and we're done there you go so okay we can end up there I guess and then you guys can have your post show conversation about uh, about the interview and your takeaways thanks that's amazing Dave you're a legend um, that said though I don't know if I can leave <laughs> and that's a wrap please don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with somebody who needs to hear it Wawawa have been called the Masters of Delight. To check out their colourful work, please visit wawawa.com.au and follow on Instagram at wawawaark. And Nick Brunson's responsive, inclusive and emotive projects can be seen at nickbrunson.com or on Instagram at the same name. Our intro and outro music is I'm Blessed from The Manifestation by Chris and Teeb. Until next time, Gert, signing off. Too blessed to be stressed. Put your faith to the test.